Okay, I think we're recording right now. Hopefully this is a good ramble episode. Let's take it away. Welcome to a podcast with Jordan Haas. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. This is a ramble episode. You like those? The rambly episodes? I I, I do and I don't sometimes. I'm, I'm mixed. Uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, the last episode, we talked about Game Changer. and I, I had a lot of fun reviewing game shows. I, I want to continue reviewing game shows here. I think that's essentially the main thing that everyone comes to me for is game shows i suppose <laughs> hey callback um so anyway uh, the the reason for this episode is it's uh, it's been a week since the last episode i wanted to just update uh because i got free time uh a lot of things have happened uh essentially my mom came back from the hospital hooray and two, I ended the Fall Guys videos. Um, I, I mean, we, we've, we've, this has been kind of like a story arc, is like my mom's health, uh, Microsoft, and Fall Guys. <laughs> it's been a wild, wild ride, to say the least. Um, so I ended the Fall Guys videos, because it's been about three months, I, I, and I, I just I can't do daily Fall Guys videos. I, I barely had time to record 10 minutes to play video games. That's how bad it has gotten. I have time to record a rambly podcast, somewhat edit it and upload it, and probably sleep afterwards, but nothing else. That's that's the way we are right now. Uh, also, I've been having more fun with Fortnite anyway. Fortnite has Mr. Beast, did you hear? Mr. Beast is in it. Wow. What a guy. Uh, anyway, um, so so the Fall Guys videos have been just, I couldn't have time. I want to make time for more Fortnite uh, in podcasting because I have more fun with this. Um, but the time has just been not on my side. I feel really bad for the Patreons in, in such a high regard because, I mean, they're paying money for this shit. And, like, I'm, I, I, you have no idea. I would... If I had all the time in the world and not all the, these, like, I guess, first world problems, real millennial struggles, um, I would be continuing to try and get as much content out there. Uh, how do the social media people do this? I do not know. Do social media people take breaks like this? Because I've been taking like the first time around, I took six years to break. I was here and there doing like game reviews, casually uploading videos, but just doing nothing. I come back and it's like videos here, podcast thing there, talking about game shows, and then health gets worse and I have to take another break. And I and if, it's the one thing I learned is if you take a break, the audience leaves you. 
And it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is you can try to make a comeback. And comebacks are always fun because you have a new genre of audience. You have a new, hey, they know you're from this. But at the same time, you lose what made you good. Um, so for, for a while, I've been trying to figure that shit out. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually give a shout out right now. Um, to Mr. Biffo, uh, Digitizer. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a British kid. I'm not a I'm not a Brit. I don't know. I didn't ever. I never was a digitizer guy or teletext. Um, but I, I do follow digitizer on YouTube, and I do follow Mr. Biffo Digitizer 2000 for all the blog comments. And I was a, like a fan of Biffo's like post 2000s blogs because I come from that area of t- of internet that was the blogosphere. Not like the, not just the Maddoxes and something awfuls, but Mr. Biffos, because those were the kind of things I found interesting. That the kind of Sean Baby kind of articles, and then we slightly had to move away to that for video content and SEO shit, and and I fall by the wayside. And I, I've been looking at old archival Mr. Biffo things, and. There was one from like 2015, 2016 he wrote about how he gets depressed all the time. Uh, even though he works in children's animation, at least at the time. But it was the his claim to fame is this one thing from 20 years ago and the world is changing and he doesn't really want to do content creation. It's not real. Things have moved past him a lot and he gets sad. And it's that, well, people remember Digitizer. How many people fucking remember me for this? And it's the exact same feeling I get doing this podcast. <laughs> that he gets, like, talking about himself and what he does. This has been all I've been really successful at somewhat for years. And I say successful knowing damn well I'm getting less than two digits views now. Um... It is, it's weird. It fucking is weird. And I'm not saying well, I should get this and I do, or what was the ball? I deserve, because no, I, I, it really is just time's not on my side. The world's moved on. I'm a voice that's like a thousand other voices. Do you, who wants my opinion on the Mario movie, huh? No, because like 1,800 people have already given their thoughts on the Mario fucking movie to death at this point. Even though that would be right up my alley. If anyone has followed the shit I have done in 2008, 2009, 2010. But we're in 2023. 13 years have gone by. That's the kind of thing that just makes me sad. Um... So that has been a real thought process for me. That's so, so if you're wondering, like, what's the mood check right now? It's it's just kind of sad, to say the least. The good news is there's lots of talented folks that have jumped in. <laughs> you know, you watch Game Changer, you watch Um Actually, you're like, I want to be on fucking Um Actually. That's a fun little game show. Oh, wait, I'm not a social media celebrity, so I don't really qualify <laughs> to be a contestant on this shit. Um... So, there's nothing for me. 
then that and, I, and that's that's the truth of the matter. I'm not. I'm like. I, I'm not a well-known comedic actor. I'm not on Saturday Night Live. I don't have one of the top 100 podcasts. I'm not a McElroy brother. I don't even. I don't even get a Jackbox game. What the fuck? I can't even have time to stream a Jackbox game. That's that's how bad it's gone. So, essentially, I I struggle because I want to do more, but I can't. And there are days like today where it's like I finally got my hour to talk about whatever I want, but I can't like figure the fuck out what to talk about. So this is just the kind of shit that's just the start of the episode. Uh, don't worry. It'll be fun in just a bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is kind of the sad part about having a podcast. Um, is knowing that you no one's listening to shit. So hey, um, if you want a free video game, let me know. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Mario movie is out. I'm trying to avoid spoilers because hopefully my mom's health is okay. I'll be seeing it next week with my friend Jack. I don't want to get spoiled on it, um, but I'm reading the reviews. I'm checking out the social medias and they're telling me it's bad. So here's what I think based on what I'm seeing with the reviews. The fan service shit has been in the website and then the trailers and it's all around the Mario movie but it's just sort of there and doesn't really drive a story. So it, that just tells me it's a, a Mario movie. I, I know, shocking details, it's a Mario movie. I think that just comes up to how much you like fan service in your shit. And I think like that's the same kind of knee-jerk reaction the Sonic the Hedgehog movie had at first. Is a bad movie, and then it became like, oh, it was actually pretty good. So I'm just going to assume. I'm going to really assume here. This is the Jordan long shot. The Mario movie is going to be good. It's going to make all its money back, but it's going to get panned by a few people. It's going to get compared to Sonic. It's going to get compared to all this shit, and it doesn't matter because it's just Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, but CGI with the minions people. The reason, there's always a reason to not like it. Rather, it's Chris Pratt and the Mushroom Kingdom. Here we come. But I, I think it's it's just going to be an okay movie. I think like much of any sort of internet bullshit, it's really the best way to describe most pop culture items. At least, in, if you want like the biggest summary of Jordan podcasting in general. Every fucking thing you read or watch or consume is pretty mediocre. It's pretty middling. It's pretty mid. It's just eh. It's okay. It's just blah. It's the bare fucking minimum every fucking time. Rather, it's this podcast that you're listening to right now, a YouTuber that you find very fascinating, maybe a, a movie you can't wait to watch like Barbie. Maybe it is... um 
some sort of TV show that you've, you've been watching and binging or working around to binge, like The Mandalorian. It's all fucking middling. It's all met. It's just all mid. It's all average. It's all C's in your report card. It, nothing is the best. Nothing is overrated or underrated because it's all goop. It's all just fucking bare fucking minimum goop. And the thing is, we see that goop, we see that fucking ditto, and then we project everything on the fucking thing. Rather, we try to prop it up and say, this is why it's so important, or we prop it as to why this is bad or terrible, and we should fucking get rid of it. It's, it's a middling fucking thing you're gonna forget about in two fucking months. Maybe three, maybe vaguely remember it in a year-end review special, but that's fucking it. Nobody fucking remember the Warcraft movie or Assassin's Creed. Maybe they do. Is it great? Oh, well, it's good. Or it's just, eh. That's where we're at right now. And that's the truth of the matter is everything we fucking consume is just kind of, eh. Fast and Furious is just, eh. But some people really fucking love it. Other people don't. Kirby games. I love Kirby. Everyone knows I love Kirby games. But they're pretty, man. They're just Kirby, you know, Poyo. But that, but we project so much onto it. Kirby is wholesome and cute, and this is the best character because he's sweet and loves the food, like that kind of thing. That's where we're at right now, and that is the truth of any fucking thing we consume. Rather, it's that TikTok trend you've been following. Rather, it is uh, some sort of fucking like. A YouTube series that you like, like a, or, or a fucking Mr. Beast, it's just fucking bare fucking minimum. It's, is it good? Is it bad? Who fucking, I, sure. Just sure. Everything is a 7 out of 10. Because <laughs> if you give it a 10 out of 10, it's the best fucking thing ever, but until the next fucking best thing ever shows up. If it's the worst fucking thing ever, it's the worst fucking thing ever until the next fucking worst thing ever is. And the truth of the matter is, everything is fucking middling in, in reality, but the only way to get successful is if it's the best or worst. There's no in-between, there's no middle, there's no average, and it's okay to be fucking average. Everything you fucking consume is fucking average. Someone did fucking studies making that fucking TV show, making that fucking movie, making it, the, and they're saying this is going to appeal to as many people as possible. That's fucking it. You can project all you want about The Last of Us. It's still just an average TV show on HBO Max. It's still a show you, you got around to watching and you're gonna forget about until season two rolls around and you're gonna forget about half to three quarters of what you saw in season one. But hey, you know, Joel and Ellie and duh, duh, duh. That's what it is. But the problem is the internet doesn't want you to remember this shit. They want you to just keep moving on to the next consume thing. A long time ago, I made this infamous rant to which no one fucking remembers. Our whole culture on the internet is consume, vomit, and then consume the vomit. You consume the fucking media property, vomit up whatever is your fucking thought, good or bad, and then you see what that vomit is, and you consume that shit. That's what you're doing. You're consuming my thoughts right now. But you can't come up with your own... I don't think whatever I say about the Mario fucking movie 
or a fucking video game is really going to sway or persuade you one way or the other. I don't even think the game show reviews I do is going to sway you one way or the other. I think if you like the game show, you're going to fucking watch it anyway. You probably already watch it and you just want another second opinion. That's about it. It's a consume vomit kind of notion. Thankfully, the Funko Pop economy is, is kind of dying around because Funko Pops are crashing and burning. But at the same time, we are still in this world where we have to do all sorts of IP things for the sake of making money because preservation, copyright laws, and the like. Right? That's what we're doing now. That's the entertainment business, baby. We can bring back an 80s game show. We can... Uh, do the bare minimum and see who is a, a good actor and we'll just make a sitcom based around them like old times but then we'll only make five episodes and it's on Netflix and we won't do any advertising for it but someone will say it's the best show ever and it gets cancelled after one season because <laughs> that's what we do uh, so with all this talk about middling average consumer culture, WWE! Yes, I told you I would talk about something else, and that's the WWE. So, I watched the WrestleMania. I watched WrestleMania. I have a Peacock subscription for this reason. If this was going into a pay-per-view, I would not pay fucking money for it. But I have Peacock. If they fucking start selling me money for a fucking pay-per-view, I'm not gonna fucking rent Peacock anymore. I don't get, look, there's, the only game shows on Peacock are Ninja Warrior and The Weakest Link and Password. And some of that shit's on Hulu. I could save my ass $60 a year. Anyway, so, so WWE WrestleMania is on the Peacock subscription. I gave it a watch. Uh, it's it's sold to Endeavor, which is not the Saudis. Hey, remember when everyone said the Saudis were buying them? Remember when everyone said the Saudis were buying WWE? Turns out, no, it's Endeavor, William Morris Endeavor, the agency. They own USC. And Vince is back. And that's, that's how it goes. Vince is back. Remember Vince? The guy who paid hush money for sexual favors? The guy who did a sexual assault, allegedly, that guy, he's back at the company. But it's Vince, he has a mustache now. The ugliest mustache I've seen this week. Um, so, it's, so I watched WrestleMania. I didn't go, I didn't go to WrestleMania. If I, I know if I, I had friends, or I knew I would be safe, like going out, I absolutely would go to WrestleMania with friends and, and, and pay the $80 or whatever for tickets to see a WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania, it's in SoFi, it's a great place. It's right next to a, a, the, the infamous Foster's Donuts, it, it, just delicious, delicious donuts. And, um, I watched it on a Peacock, and I will say, WrestleMania Saturday was good. I know it's a controversial opinion to say, wow, it's 
great. It's the best WrestleMania. It's good. I don't want to say the best because I have to fucking remember WrestleMania 11 or 13 or fucking seven years ago and it had the Rock Cena match. What's the best WrestleMania? I guess it's this one? Maybe? I don't fucking know. I just know the last two matches were really, really good. I know a lot of great, like the Logan Paul match against Seth Rollins is really good. It made me thirsty for some prime energy drinks. Um, but it's for WrestleMania. It, it, Saturday was great. I thought it was fun, and it, it, because every single one of those wrestling matches, the good guy kind of won, or the person that you most felt like attracted to in terms of like their personality demeanor they won so you were leaving happy a lot of payoffs and it was a great night sunday rolls around and it was sort of like half that (laughs) but it's like the oscar belair match was fun gunter was fun but that's about it the Cody Roman Reigns match. I will go on record to say this. Even if Cody Rhodes won the match and was the new champion, I think it would have been like a three-star match. It would have been an okay two out of five. It wasn't a five-star match by any means. The fact that Cody lost just made it worse because the storyline made no sense. Because the whole idea is finish the story, get Cody the belt, all that good shit. So you leave with Cody winning, hey, happy, happy. But someone out there is thinking, no, you give Roman the belt so he goes for over a thousand days and Cody can do the chase. So one day he ends up taking the title. But because Vince is back in charge, or I guess it's Paul Levesque, who knows, Cody will never get that chance. Cody will never get that opportunity because if Vince is going to be in charge of creative instead of Paul, which who knows, maybe he's going to retire and leave, Paul Levesque. If Vince goes back into creative, you're, you're going to see is basically whoever is his guy end up winning it maybe soon. And that's if he doesn't get bored. And the problem is his guy is Roman. You have to get someone just as weird as Roman to win it. So it's not going to be someone like a Sami Zayn or a Cody or even Gunther. It would have to be like, it would have to be someone like Braun Breaker or Logan Paul in a WrestleMania match. That's who's going to end up being the new champion and break the streak. The thing is, though, and here's where I'm coming from in all this. There are wrestling fans, and then there's the casual audience. Wrestling fans, no matter what fucking happens at Mania, are going to fucking keep watching Raw or SmackDown, or they're going to do the fucking hissy fit. Oh, this sucks. I'm not going to watch it anymore. It's terrible. And then, but Royal Rumble's coming around, or SummerSlam's coming around, and I, you know what? I'm not going to give it a watch again. And then they watch it, and then, oh, maybe I'll keep watching. Or maybe not. I don't know. That's what happens every time when it comes to WWE and there are other promotions. There's Impact. There's AEW. There's New Japan. There's Game Changer Wrestling. Not to be confused with Game Changer, the topic of last week's episode. 
there is so many indies. Like, friggin' anywhere you go, there's a little, like, local indie fed thing. Check it out. Check out your local bingo hall today. Your boys and girls clubs. Um, that's what... that I, I think that those are always more fun. Especially when you know people who are there. It's always, it's always kind of fun. Anyway, so, so when it comes to WWE... I think people are going to do the hissy fit and they're going to keep fucking watching. They're going to watch the shit show. It's exactly what MJF fucking said on an AEW promo. You're going to get a hissy fit. You're going to resent me. You're going to say you're going to stop watching, but you're going to keep watching, even though you say that. But that's WWE. That's not it. Like, that's just wrestling in general. People watch it for the shit show. AEW, I would say, is misguided. I think Tony Khan is a really smart in terms of just brewing logic in the fucking stories. But he has so many fucking like toys now. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's like Smash Brothers. When is it Duck Hunt's turn? When is it Mr. Game and Watch's turn? I don't know. Wario. I guess we're doing Wario versus Meta Knight. That's where we're at. I think that that they're going to do an all-in event in Wembley. And that's the big event that's been this week in wrestling. He's going to go to Wembley Stadium for a wrestling show. I think that might sell a little bit. But that's a huge gamble. You have to get notoriety across the entire countries and continent of Europe. Who's going to fucking go to the UK? What if something bad happens politically? You never fucking know. But I think that all in thing, if, if it's a super fucking card and it becomes like a WrestleMania of sorts for AEW, then hell yeah, that will be a fantastic event. But I don't know how many people are going to go to Wembley. That's a huge arena, like 80,000, 90,000. I'm thinking 20,000 or 30,000. Uh, I don't know, even 90,000. It'd be really cool if it was. As for WWE. It's meddling. But now there's a changing of the guard because WWE is owned by Endeavor and they're going to have to make a lot of deals. They're going to have to make a lot of pivots because contracts and all that. I think WWE's product is still going to be lukewarm garbage. I don't think WWE sucks. I just think it's garbage. There's a difference. Sucks is nothing about it is redeemable in any way. I think there's still stuff there that's entertaining. Like the music, the package, these sometimes the promos, the characters, when they go into things not wrestling, like they go on a fucking Wheel of Fortune. That's fun. The WWE people doing Wheel of Fortune, hilarious, great. I love it. The WWE people on their own fucking WWE show, no thank you. That's what I'm thinking. I think we're going to have to see the chase of here's Cody getting the belt maybe next year and never getting it because maybe Vince is going to be like, ah, fuck it, pal. Let's do this. And you're just going to see a lot of unhappy people. If this shit makes you unhappy, don't fucking watch it. Literally, don't watch it. Watch something else. 
I know it's tough because it's Monday or Wednesday or it's Sunday and suddenly, hey, there's a new WWE pay-per-view. You don't have to fucking watch that shit if it makes you unhappy. It's goop. It's all meh. Watch something else. You can make a better league in the WWE games. WrestleMania Sunday was terrible. Well, WrestleMania Saturday, I thought was really entertaining. The purpose I feel about WrestleMania is it's the casual wrestling show. People who don't fucking pay attention to these characters all year round. People who don't fucking know anything about wrestling in general. WrestleMania is their gateway drug into professional wrestling, like it or not. It's supposed to be the thing where if you were a kid, you watch it. Maybe I'll grow up to be a wrestler because this is great. I want to keep watching the show. And on Saturday, you end in happy notes and all this good shit. Why in God's name would you make WrestleMania an unhappy show where the bad guys win? Especially at the end of the fucking, like, card on Sunday. If you're gonna do that, then switch the seats around. Make the women's wrestle like make the match with um Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Make that the finale on Sunday. Something to leave people happy. Cause if you're not leaving people happy with this weird comic book thing, what makes you wanna see the next episode where the bad guy is gonna taunt and say, ah fuck you? No no. Especially if you don't watch fucking wrestling. If you watch, if it's the one time a year people watch wrestling, essentially, is WrestleMania. Because it's the most casual fucking thing. It's the biggest wrestling thing in the world. And it's the most fucking casual thing, too. To me, WrestleMania is like the good gateway drug. And. Saturday would have been like a good barrier of entry to anyone to understand what fucking wrestling is, but Sunday rolls around and it takes out all that goodwill. And that to me is the worst part about it. That's my thoughts on wrestling. I think there's a lot better out there. If you don't believe me, go to like cage seats or what was it? Uh, cage match? See all the matches, all of the cards. Everything going on last Saturday, Sunday, that wasn't fucking WrestleMania in the LA area. Those with the indies were the more entertaining shows, I guarantee you. Because those were all nerds doing the best they can and doing really stupid shit for your entertainment in a way that was probably very entertaining. You probably had very funny characters, very cool characters, very scary characters. The kind of stuff that makes Hollywood feel like Hollywood. And I'm sure a lot of those shows ended on a happy note. And you left happy. I don't think WrestleMania and WWE left people happy. They did Saturday, but not Sunday. And then the Endeavor news happened. And then suddenly, oh, well, fuck WrestleMania, WWE's been bought by William Morris Endeavor. Even though I don't think it's William Morris Endeavor, I think it's just called Endeavor now. That's where we're at in wrestling. 
I wrestling is is stupid and entertaining, and both can be the same. Fucking watch Power Rangers instead, please, for the love of God. Don't watch the MCU movie. Go watch fucking Power Rangers. Trust me on this. Power Rangers, for some reason, remains very entertaining after all these years. MCU, I just can't get into it. I'm sorry. But Power Rangers? Even the dumbest plot lines are a lot more fun and has the same fighting as pro wrestling same flippy dudes too anyway um that is my views on wrestlemania uh another thing is game shows obviously everyone wants the game show report um so first off taskmaster is back i love taskmaster it's my my favorite one of my favorite game shows if you remember my favorite one, please let me know. I, I did a whole episode about it. If I'm positive, I think I gave it to Press Your Luck. Anyway, so Taskmaster finished up its Australian season, and it was really funny, really good. Check it out if you can, because Tom Gleason is one of the best Australian comedians out there, and he's also really good on hard quiz. Kind of the same personality, but who cares? Taskmaster UK with Greg Davies also really good and it's back still a very funny show check it out new episodes probably tonight so it it got me wondering here Taskmaster is really good we can't get one here I'm sure if we did it's gonna have to be on like college humor or that's be on like rooster teeth like a bootleg version or it's gonna be on Netflix for one season and destroyed Cause that's just the only way it's gonna happen. So hey, Amazon, make Taskmaster USA a thing. Next, um, I'm not talking about the Comedy Central version, unless we talk about how they butchered that fucking format up the better. Uh, the, the game shows are fun. It's a good time for game shows. Genius Game is doing a, a non-broadcast pilot for the UK, and that's one of the best uh, Korean formats. And there's all these little bits and pieces coming down the pipeline. Um, it got me wondering here about like what's going on with the main ones: Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, Jeopardy, Family Feud. Uh, let's make a deal. In the Price is Right, are moving to a different studio. We talked about that last week or the week before. That's a great thing. I'm glad that there's like a central hub for Fremont to do their game shows. It's like a little game show hub, something that I think every game show fan should be excited about a production company has like their own little mini studio like a nickelodeon studio kind of situation <laughs> but of course they're not happy because bob barker studios it, it, it's it's only temporary the other thing that's been on my mind is wheel of fortune and jeopardy a uh, wheel of fortune the wwe week of shows i watched it and i thought that was one of the better weeks i I was confused by the Friday finale, but you know, hey, two chances at a million bucks? That's kind of cool. Additionally, what I thought was really interesting was uh, 
was the uh, spring break. All the, I thought it was okay, but the prizes were more interesting. They included the bankrupt respin kind of thing, which I thought, hey, that's a throwback to the 90s when they wouldn't keep that in. I like that. I like the little things they're bringing back on Wheel of Fortune, but I know it, it's still very selective. I just wish it was more spontaneous. Jeopardy, on the other hand, I like the show, but um, I, I finally got back to watching it when my friend Brian Henniger uh, was a contestant. And he, spoilers, he's won a Jeopardy. He's a Jeopardy champion now. And I'm really proud of the guy. Uh, maybe people don't know this. Um, he is a big trivia nerd. He loves game shows, loves wrestling, all sorts of great stuff. You come to him, he's just the nicest, politest guy. And he was on game shows, I suppose. And he really wanted to talk mastermind with me. And I'm glad he did. I wish we uh, had more with him and I kept that podcast going. But uh, he said time and time again, like off off recording, he has submitted his application for Jeopardy. He thinks this is the year. He's, he's excited. He wants to Jeopardy. And I'm so glad that not only he got accepted beyond Jeopardy, he's a contestant on Jeopardy. And he's a fucking champion. To me, that is the biggest win in game shows. To me, is when one of your own that's in that game show fandom world that you like wins the fucking Jeopardy show. And then, to make matters even better, like, he's a back-to-back champ. Like, I, I, I now want to know, can he be, like, in the tournament champions? Is, could he go in? That would be amazing. Additionally, though, people are fucking assholes on the internet, especially in the game show fandom. And he has a mustache that's not a, a, a like a toothbrush mustache. And they're calling him Hitler because he has the parted bang hair and he has a mustache. Folks, that's not Hitler. That's Pringle guy. You're Julian Pringle. You're gonna fucking insult Brian Henniger because he has mustache and hair like that? It's the Pringle guy, not fucking Hitler. And then I realized, oh wait, it's because he has a southern accent. You're thinking something weird because he's quirky. And again, time and time again, the game show fandom, especially in Weird Jeopardy, loves to be fucking weird about its contestants and their looks and appearances and who they are and judge everybody. It fucking annoys the shit out of me. It happened on Only Connect this season. I, I, I just hate it. I don't like that kind of shit because these are just people having fun. I know Brian for years and I saw the guy follow his lifelong dream of being on Jeopardy, and he fucking won. That is like, for anyone, a dream come true, especially if you love game shows. You're the big winner, and you're coming back to play again. Hell yes. Even if he loses, he has won the show. That's important. And all people can think of is just, well, he's annoying. Well, he's... That snarky snark bullshit that again pisses me off. I hate it so much. I'm tired of it. 
And that's the kind of shit we deal with on the internet now. Is this, we have to feed the trolls, the troll culture. We have to have the reactionary conservative dipshit give their thoughts about the Mario movie. It's a fucking family movie. It's a fucking cartoon made for kids and parents who grew up with Nintendo and baby people who just grew up in Nintendo in general wanting to have a fun little lighthearted comedy with Mario. But these <sighs> dipshits, I, I don't. We have to give attention to them, apparently. I don't. I don't know. I, I, Back in my day, we would listen to James Rolfe. He was an anger video game nerd, and he said things were shitload of fuck. And you used to have to pay a whole nickel to to look at an ad from ScrewAttack.com. Doo 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 doo. Um, yeah. So, uh, in general, I, I, what I'm trying to get at here is that game shows are very fun. But people are fucking annoying online. And I mean, I've been there. I've been that annoying asshole. I, I get it. It's fun and cool because, hey, you're making someone miserable because you feel better. And because you're being an asshole, people are going to follow you because who's your next target? I want to be your friend so you don't make fun of me. I That, that kind of clout. But it's not necessary. You, you, this guy's following his dream, and he's won, and it's cool. And dumb things like Wheel of Fortune WWE Week was fucking cool. Because it was like a celebrity week, but not really a celebrity week. Because it was still played with civilians. I love that. And it was all for the new WrestleMania Philly next year. Um, I, that, that was kind of fun. I like that week. Game shows can be fun if you let it be fun. And imagine being miserable watching happy ass shows. I, I, I don't have time to be miserable. I watch this shit to distract myself from the reality of the gloom and doom in my real life right now. So, let's go into game shows again, real quick. I think Jeopardy Will Fortune is fun. I think Will For I think uh, the price is right. Let's make deals good. Family Feud remains a long-running game show. But uh, some of our fun and games is where the game shows are really going to return. Until then, you just have all of these little streamy shows in new formats, and I'm waiting on those so I can keep talking. But right now, there really isn't. So I'm kind of just sitting around. That's weird. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. Is it movie reviews? Is it uh, is it game reviews? Back in the day, I did game reviews. Or do I just do nothing? So I want to conclude this week with something that I think brought me joy, and that is Rooster Teeth's 20th anniversary. Uh, they recently changed their logo to be more like a Radio Shack R that looks like a rooster. Um, I think it looks cute. It has a real throwback vibe. But because it's not the wind-up chattery teeth in the rooster, because cockbite, you get it? Cockbite. Like the insult in red versus blue? Cockbite. 
or rooster teeth, a cock and a teeth bite. They're celebrating 20 years, and uh, they've been making these videos for the subscribers uh, to celebrate 20 years. I, I again, I, I just want to point this out. I'm not the biggest rooster teeth guy. I kind of fell out of it. I, I grew up watching Red vs. Blue. I watched a bit of Achievement Hunter, a Let's Play. I was mostly a Drunk Tank listener, not really an RT podcast or off-topic or any of this. And I don't know any half the people there. But what I do like is the fact that, hey, personality-driven content, podcasting, video stuff, the kind of thing that reminds me of old-school Giant Bomb, the kind of stuff that reminds me of, like, I guess, Smosh, but... Eh. I like that kind of content, and we don't see that anymore. A lot of stuff is, well, the person's going to do their own separate videos and do their own thing because it's easier to do separate projects rather than collaborative. Um, I find the Rooster Teeth stuff very enter entertaining to watch, especially with the Funhouse stuff. Um, and that got me wondering here, is, is 20 years of Rooster Teeth, I, there's only like a little bit I remember, like the Achievement Horse, where they played like Halo Reach Forge mode. And hey, they're doing that again. And then they have like weird things like Will It Do, where they product test things and slapstick comedy arises. Um, that kind of stuff I find very entertaining, actually. And I'm glad that they do it. I don't know much about Ruby... I guess that's the big thing. I don't watch Death Battle. That was a screw attack thing, and I didn't like it. But I guess it's still going on. You do you. I guess it's kind of interesting, because, hey, who would win in a fight? Makes sense. They kind of updated their budget. It used to be, like, 8-bit sprites. Now it's, like, full-on fight sequences. Neat. Um, but... It, it got me kind of wondering, like, is that just, like, the... F is that still, like going to continue in a few years time because giant bomb kind of just crashed and burned i don't think there's any real collaborative projects on giant bomb anymore but rooster teeth i'm seeing challenge accepted and hey they're on a studio playing a video game i'm watching college humor they're in a studio playing dungeons and dragons Hey, go figure. These things kind of are entertaining and you can watch. So, I, I found the Rooster Teeth content very enjoyable to watch. I can't watch everything. Sorry, I'm not going to watch every podcast. I do, I'm sorry, Greg Miller. I'm not going to watch all of your kind of funny things. But, I'm appreciative that it's there. And, like, it's about the price of, like, an average Patreon. Like, five bucks a month. Interesting. And for five bucks, you know, you get all of this content. I can't even bust my own ass for the five bucks a month I give to my Patreons. Anyway, uh, I, I want to celebrate 20 years of Rooster Teeth. I haven't watched that many stuff, um, but getting into some of their like like hardcore tabletop and hardcore mini golf, hey, those were very fun shows. And it seems that, like, they're getting their groove back in the post-pandemic world in a way that's very entertaining and engaging, and it gives me a bit of hope. 
And I hate to say that because it's a really dumb fucking thing to project onto a video game website that does comedy skits and podcasts mostly. But it does give me hope that things can get better. And I'm excited about that. Um, so 20 years of Rooster Teeth flew by very fast, and that got me thinking, how fucking old am I? Because <laughs> I was like a teenager. I was a high... I fucking had to go... To, they had to sell the I Like Me, like, uh, 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 caboose shirts at the Hot Topic. I had to drive all the way to Oxnard uh, for a Red vs. Blue DVD, because that's the only place they had them. That or a, or a, a Funko Land. They had very small places that had the DVDs, and I bought them. And that, that to me, that was like a moment of my high school years. And like 20 years later, they're still doing this dumb shit. I think that's just really interesting as a concept. Um, can they get better? Absolutely. But hey, um, I'm glad that they are sticking around. I'm glad that their content is kind of diverse and fun and interesting. I was thinking they're just fucking around and doing piss poor animation, but no. People like that Ruby. Hey, I've, I've, from what I'm hearing, don't tell this to anybody. The Ruby uh, thing is more popular than Red vs. Blue. That's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> so for me, it's like, well, they're playing video games. They're talking video games. It's all the... Nothing's really changed. Even though the people and faces have somewhat changed, the core concept has it. This is kind of what G4 could have done. This is what I want in Giant Bomb, and it's still sticking around in Rooster Teeth. And then College Humor rolls around, and they have these weird game shows. And I'm actually just started their new season. And I'm excited about that. Again, can't, can't be a fucking contestant because I'm not famous. Good. Mm, one day. One day they will all know. And then that place will cr crash and burn because Sam Reich probably spent all this money on gambling debts or something. I don't know. But I'm happy for Rooster Teeth 20 years. And they're really trying to go like a trip down memory lane, and that's fantastic. Um, so, so to me, that's the good news of all this is some stuff has changed for the good. Sometimes changed for the better. It's really all about adapting and finding your your find your fucking lane is what I'm hearing, <laughs> and stick to it. And I I haven't done that yet. I really should at this point in my life, you think. Um, but nope. Anyway, um, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, one important subject here, trans rights. Uh, hey, trans folks, cool. Non-binary folks, also cool. Gay rights, obvious. So when... You know, corporations want to just do that rainbow capitalism. Harmless, but that's, you know, they mean well, but harmless until they spend money on politicians that fuck over these people. And the recent videos I've been seeing is like Kid Rock getting pissed off at Bud Light for having uh, trans activism on Bud Light. 
to me, I think that's just funny. <laughs> because, like, Bud Light means well. And I, I do think that they meant well with the promotion, right? Like, hey, here's this cool trans ally. Drink Bud Light, learn some stuff. That's good. I think that's a good thing. You're learning something. And these people with the bare minimum of, hey, these are everyday Americans just like you, can't even fucking believe it in a knee-jerk reactor way into just owning themselves. It's just sort of, it's the embarrassing aspect of it. It's the divorced guy attitude of it. It just is like, this is, this guy really thinks he's cool. (laughs) This is embarrassing. (laughs) I'll tell you what I think of you, Bud Light. Fuck you, I'm drinking Coors. And then Coors Light's like, yeah, gay rights, cool. Do they fucking pay attention to pride festivals? Of course not. Until they see like a clip of it and they say, this is full of, you know, insert your favorite gay slur here. Um, All it is is basically straight white guys uh, embarrassed because they're not the center of attention sometimes. So they're going to do something really embarrassing so they become the center of attention. That's it. That's the summary of everything right now. Straight white guys embarrass themselves for the attention because they are sad in a reality where they are not the center of attention. And these are the same fucking idiots that go, you are not special, Snowflake. Facts don't care about your feelings. And they fucking cry because there's a Black History Month. Or because uh, everything everywhere all at once won. And not, I don't fucking know, uh, what the Cracker Barrel movie of the week. It's, it's all, it's all embarrassing. Because it's ultimately should not fucking matter. Trans people just want to fucking live their life. They just want to just transition or not transition. It's it's their personal life. All they ask is, hey, you know, just call me by my name. I, I identify as a woman. Just you can call me a she. She, her. Her, they. I don't know. And what you get is people going, well, fuck that. I don't fucking know what I'm not. And they just fucking piss them their pants. They go pissy. They pissy piss them themselves over this. And these are the same people who, if this was like 15 years ago, well, I don't bother them. They don't bother me. That's how I like. They don't want to be the focal point. They don't want to bother you. They always want to go about their lives, but somebody, i.e. the fucking weirdos who just want to be the center of attention, want to find some sort of knee-jerk reaction to be like the Tucker Carlson knee-jerk reaction of the day. And if it's not that, if it's not trans rights, it's an Eminem design. It's a character change in a movie. It's a, uh, a tweet somebody says that skews just left of center, just slightly left of center, politically, with such controversial statements like, children should have the right to eat, and other controversial opinions like, you know, ch- children should read books. But no, 
the, the, the Ronald Dahl is in censorship because they're editing the books. Or it's the Dr. Seuss that editing the books. The censorship, the free speech. Who fucking gives a fuck? Embarrassing yourself. It doesn't fucking matter. These are children's books. This is children's shit. This is, again, consumer culture. At the start of the show, everything you fucking watch is meh. But people take things way too fucking seriously. And they think the very meh thing, changing the little things, is they don't want to piss somebody off anymore. Because, hey, things changed. People say different things. You want to modernize. Makes sense. No, no, no. See, this is a big deal. This is such a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal that uh, women are no longer witches in this book. This book I never read, but it, they got rid of this, and the, the, the fucking website says they got rid of it. I really want to do Death of the Arthur, but you know, I really do. I love Harry Potter, but I can't give it because J.K. Rowling, and I just want to just can I do that? I guess I will, but you know, and I actually don't like the. It, it's a fucking children's book, and the writer's an asshole. That's it. You could say that the writer's an asshole. The writer wants people to hurt themselves and get satisfaction by that. That makes them an asshole. For trans people, just surviving is enough. And when you see these reactionary dipshits, you get all pissy. When you see writers of really shit children's books get pissy. When you see people get pissy because they rewrote something to be more clear, it's embarrassing. It all is embarrassing because it doesn't fucking matter. Inhumanity is what matters. And what we're seeing time and time again is people suffering. And nobody doing a fucking thing about it. That's all. Why are they suffering? Short answer is capitalism. Dealt them a bad hand. And there's nothing. You gotta bootstrap it up. But also don't bootstrap it up because, you know, that's unfair and uh, because you're you're being the center of attention right now and I'm a white guy, I'm going to get pissed at you for... That's where we're at. And if, and if it's not that, it's the weird chat GPI robots that show up and text you random thoughts in Twitter and Elon Musk. Is the site dead yet? I'm not saying that as a joke. I just, like... I, can Twitter go away now? Are we all moved on yet? Why are we still on Twitter? Is Elon Musk going to just shut it down? Like, how long is it going to take before he just says, collects his, like, collects the money on royalties for Twitter and go, yep, I'm at a loss. I, I will never have to pay tax ever again because I destroyed fucking Twitter. And then, what's the next thing? TikTok. Because it's not American governments doing surveillance, it's Chinese people doing surveillance. It's a fucking, like, content mine. 
and the idea is, well, t- teens, you know, the, they they should lay off the, the the social media. No fucking shit. That's easier said than done. For a lot of teenagers, social media is their communication vessel. It's not. Maybe it's a Discord. Maybe it's a Skype or a Telegram uh, or a WhatsApp or a Snapchat. But they have to have a place to communicate and TikTok has chat and they have text messaging. They want to hang out. They want to share videos. That's what they do. They kind of get rid of the service that helps them communicate because, uh, well, I heard from a friend that this is the, it just makes it seem like old grandpa people don't know what the kids like. It also screams like old people don't know how the internet works. And I think it's going to get worse. You're going to have more VPN kind of bullshit. It's everything has to be Safari or Chrome and nothing else. Because security, user security. And soon you can't pirate shit. You can't you can't go onto these websites to get things. You can't do the tour web just to fucking watch a movie that is not on any streaming service or available to buy. That's what we're gonna fucking end up happening. We're the dumbest fucking country. And the reason is we want to protect the money. But we don't want to help people with that money, but we want to protect the money. Time and time again, the money over the people. And that includes school shootings. So when we hear uh, mental health is the cause, it's the, it's the cause. People get into a rage enough that they think that's the answer. You have to stop that when it happens. And yes, gun control is also something you need to get done because I don't think automatic weapons that shoot like 3,000 rounds is really necessary in any sort of context. Sensible gun reform and mental health checks for kids and humans in general would be great, but (laughs) no. None of that. So when something bad happens, like a school shooting, the quick thing is... What's the identity of the shooter? If they are black, they're a gang or a thug, or if they're trans, as the case may be this week. Well, it's because they're trans and all the trans people are this way. That's where we're at right now. You're at the same time as you were 9-11 when anyone who's a Muslim would be the bad person. That's where we're at. And that's just fucking garbage. And I would like to think we've smartened up. I wish we would know, well, you're one of the good people is actually most people are the good ones. Maybe all are the good ones. The this the mean world dynamic, the scary world dynamic is not real life. Crime does exist, but it's, you know, rare that it happens to you. If it does, yes, the crime doesn't help you, because laws fucking suck, because capitalism. 
oh man, someone breaks in your house and you're gonna you're gonna sue because they broke in your house. Well, you're gonna have to pay for an attorney. Good luck with that. Anyway, um, as I was trying to explain here is that bad things happen, but it's not that scary. And a lot of this reactionary dipshittery is the most annoying part of social media. It's the most annoying part of television. It, it's to create a conflict out of nothing, and, but that's how everything works. And if it's not a conflict, it's an extremity. It's a, this is the best fucking movie. If you don't like this movie, you suck. What's a controversial opinion that will get you to be like the guy from Tangled? With all the swords out of his thing and he's just like smug. What would make you say something like that? Nothing fucking fucking matters. Shut up. And not, and not, oh, if you say shut up, free speech, and fucking don't give a fuck. This is dumb bullshit. All I wanted to fucking do, hey, let's talk video games. What are you interested in? Is this good? This is bad. Hey, wrestling, WrestleMania, it was good and bad. Here's why that kind of is fun, but also kind of sucks. But it doesn't matter. Because what happens is, whatever I say, gets ignored. We gotta move on to the next microaggression. Let's talk the Barbie movie. Is it good? Is it Barbie? And this, this. When are we gonna get pissy about Barbie? Is it because it's a girl's stuff and guys shouldn't see the Barbie movie? Is that gonna be the next Discord? They gotta have a discourse. So, hey, guys, don't see the Barbie movie because it will make you a feminist. Or, or what, what, what else would be, um, hey, uh, guys, uh, Barbie will make you gay. I don't know. That's the kind of dumb shit we, we end up happening every day. Did you know there's a John Wick 4? Where's the buzz on that? Where's the buzz on Air? Or the Tetris movie? They made a movie about Tetris on Apple TV. I have yet to see it. I've been wanting to see it, but I haven't. There's a TKO2 in Jackbox Party Pack. I want to play that, but I know I don't have enough friends to have the most enjoyment out of it. And that makes me sad. These are the things that go through my head. Constantly. Is it sad? Yes. But I don't get fucking angry. Goofy, yes. A few episodes, I got very fucking goofy. But it's a, um... It's weird. It's a, a sort of remembrance that, you know... It, it, there's so many fucking things in the world to get upset about. I would say get upset about things you've been dealt and try to find get, find a plan about that. And if you can't ask for help, I think the internet—it's it, a great mechanism. It's helped me out so many times. But 
this web three with AI, this social media in the late stages, it, it's just depressing. I'm okay with the fact that I'm a nobody on the internet now. But what I can't figure out for the life of me is why would anybody want to continue? And that's my main thought. What is in it for me? And I don't think I got the answer yet. But maybe soon. Who knows? We'll find out later. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. Um, we've learned absolutely nothing other than, hey, game shows are still very fun. And also, hey, you know what? There's lots of stuff to watch, lots of stuff to play. It's just stop giving the attention to these weirdos. Hey, maybe the Mar movie may be fun. Or not. Who cares? Point of the matter is, if he had fun out of it, that's all that really fucking matters. The individual and their enjoyment. And then if they're being a dick to somebody, you beat the shit out of them. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm Jordan Haas. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another episode of a podcast of Jordan Haas. Until next time, this is Jordan Haas. Signing off.